Hey there, John from fatsexblog.com today here to talk about how to be creative with affiliate links so that you get the, the click. Before I jump into that, I just want to ask the question, do you know on your site whether the banner ad above or below your blog post title earns you more money? And the answer is you probably don't know. And another important point is I suspect that one actually does earn you more money. And what you want to figure out is which one does. And that's where Ezoic can help. Ezoic will actually split test ads all over your site, including above and below titles, which are premium ad spots, and ultimately display the ad in the location that earns you the most money. If you do earn revenue from display ads, check out Ezoic today. I use them on many of my niche sites. Now let's jump into creative affiliate links for getting the click. The first one is, and this is the one I use the most, this is my favorite method for adding affiliate links to my sites, and that is hyperlinking images that I use in my content with merchants using an affiliate link. I probably link out the most to Amazon, and therefore, to stay within Amazon's terms of service, I use the AMZ image plugin. There's a free version. If you need more features and capabilities, there's a uh, paid version, which isn't all that expensive. I recommend it, but Frankly, any Amazon affiliate plugin will do this. If they deal with images, they will properly embed with the appy. Now, if you use images from other merchants, of course you can use this method, right? Here's the thing. A lot of visitors will click images. And if your image is relevant, like it's a product image especially, you might as well link it to the merchant because if they're clicking the image, chances are they are interested. Now, before you go and add... 10,000 affiliate links to all your images, don't mislead people. Don't link just some random image that has nothing to do with any product with an affiliate link. I mean, you can do that, but you're going to annoy your visitors, right? It's got to be very, very relevant. If it's an image of a, of a product, it makes sense to link it. Or if it's clear that, you know, the image that you're using is there to illustrate a particular product or merchant, then link it. Okay. But otherwise, you know, you don't want to mislead your visitors. I find it's very effective to add a caption to the images, such as uh, click image to learn more or click image for pricing or something that effect. If you don't do that, you're still going to get the clicks. If you add the caption, it helps that even more. So I strongly recommend doing some uh, affiliate links with images in your site, especially product images. Next up, poll links. Okay, now this, this is a little bit sneaky and I've done this and I'm, it doesn't really sit too well with me, but I've done it. And the only reason I bring it up is... Sometimes it can work really, really well. I never really had a home run with this, but I, I, I suspect in the right niche, in the right article, that this could work really, really well. And what you do is you create a poll. And basically, let's say, for example, you got a, a shoe website, and you could put in there, do you prefer white or red sneakers? Simple. It, it's All you got to do is click one or the other. But what you do is you link the each of the images, the white sneakers, the red sneakers, to a white sneaker on a merchant site, or the red to the red. And, okay, people are taking the polls. They don't really expect that to happen. Uh, so it's not really that cool. But if it's in the right article with high buyer intent or really close to the to the purchase stage, this could net you some really good commissions. So I, I say use it sparingly, test it. But it can be very, very effective. Number three, quiz links. I love 
using quizzes for affiliate marketing and I use them, I, I don't want to say a lot, but I do use them and I still have them on my site and they work, they're very, very effective. Okay. Basically the quiz is it's a buyer's guide in the form of a quiz. You're, you're presenting questions and the answers will direct your visitors down to a specific recommendation. It's, it works really good. It's really fast. And if you actually know what you're talking about and have used the products in the product line and know your niche really, really well and can provide really good info, this is not only good for you, but it's very helpful to your visitors. So it's a win-win. So I'm just going to step you through quickly an example, let's say with a smartwatch. Okay, smartwatches are, are a high-tech product. They're complex. So there's lots of considerations. Typically, this entire concept or method pr works best with more complex products. If you're selling t-shirts, there's, there's not a whole lot of guidance you need to give someone to pick a t-shirt. But when you're dealing with high-tech stuff like a TV, a computer, smartwatch, appliances, software, that sort of thing, there's a lot of consideration. So you want to start your first question off with really breaking it down into one or two, uh, I mean, uh, two or three different sort of main categories, right? So you start broad and then you go down narrow, narrower and narrower with each question. So with a smartwatch, the first, the first question would be, do, do you have a Apple smartphone, Samsung or pick Google pixel? And that's going to break them down. Obviously that's going to, that's going to almost dictate the results to a large extent right from there. And then the second question might be budget oriented, right? Present a number of ranges. Is your budget 100 to 200, 200 to 300, 300 to 500, and so on? Obviously, that's going to make a difference. And then you would go down even more, you know, could, are you looking for this particular feature? Yes or no? And then they go down even further. Ultimately, and I would keep it to no more than 10 questions. I think the sweet, the sweet spot is between 5 and 10 questions. If you go too long people aren't going to finish the quiz. They're kind of going to get a little annoyed, right? So you want it, enough questions to help them out, but not so many that, that a lot of people bail on the quiz because your affiliate link is at the end. When you come to the recommendation, you say, oh, well, based on your answers to the questions, the the uh, right or a, a recommended smartwatch for you would be this. Click affiliate link thing off to the merchant to buy the smartwatch or whatever product it is. So these are very effective. They're kind of fun to make and but you want to definitely just keep them in your your um, buyer intent content mostly. I mean, if you just put in some general informational stuff, they're not going to resonate all that much, right? I mean, people aren't at the at the point where they're all that interested. I mean, you could test it because usually these quizzes you just embed with a short code, so you can try it site wide, or just keep it within your buyer intent content. Try both. Next up, text links. Well, this is the original affiliate link, I suspect, and it's pretty standard. You turn text on in your content with a link, and it's an affiliate link. And these still work, standard stuff. Okay, you can add little arrows or emojis in front, behind, or little little fire emojis or something might get a little bit more attention. You definitely want to have the, the text to be a different color than if, if all the text on your site is a dark gray or black. You want it like blue or red or something. And I also think the underlines are helpful. And you, you want to use good call to actions. Click here, visit, learn more, check pricing. You try different things. But essentially, you want to make it very clear. You, If you click the link, it's going to uh, help you get pricing for a particular product or learn more about a product or get you some get you something that they're looking for in order to help with their buying choice. Or, of course, ultimately, here's where you can buy it. Number five, buttons. 
buttons. You can create buttons very easily these days with WordPress. You can use a, a short code. I use Ultimate Short Codes to create buttons. A lot of themes have short codes built into, into them. I typically don't like to use theme short codes because if you end up building hundreds of them and then one day you decide, hmm, I want to switch my theme, you, and you go to a theme that's not by the same developer, you now have all these short codes that don't work. So I typically make short codes from a plugin rather than a theme or even a page builder. You can you can build cool buttons with page builders. And if you use a page builder for most of your content, which I don't recommend, but that's another topic entirely. But if you do, obviously you can use the page builder buttons. Uh, but otherwise, I'd recommend plugin buttons, or you can use a, a, a image uh, as a button. I, I don't think that's quite as good as a short code, but you can. And uh, basically, you link that in, uh, button to whichever merchant you're promoting. Buttons do stand out. Uh, you probably want to test it, though. Maybe text is better. I mean, it, it's very odd what will work better. Sometimes you just don't know. I mean, you might, on the surface of it, think, well, yeah, obviously a button's going to attract more attention, but not necessarily. There's so many things at play, so test that out. Next up, native ads with affiliate links. Not a lot of merchants will offer like a like a nice native ad grid or display for uh, with their affiliate links and promoting multiple products at the same time, but Amazon does. And I actually really like their native ad uh, program. Basically, you can create them very, very quickly. I find that Amazon displays fairly relevant products in these grids by based on the content uh, in a particular article, which is helpful. It's not always spot on, but it's pretty good. And I get some pretty decent click-through and, and affiliate commissions from these grids that I just put at the bottom of content. And they're definitely worth trying if you're an Amazon associate. Now, if you don't use Amazon because you're in an industry where it's nothing to do with Amazon, you can create your own grids. That's pretty easy to do. You can make uh, little grids with images and put them in there. You, you definitely want to make sure it's it's responsive. You can maybe use a portfolio plugin or something and then link each of the image or the text under an image that you do and, and create a little grid of affiliate uh, links as well. And that could be very effective if you're promoting a merchant that happens to sell well from your site. Next up, number seven, I believe, which is Skimlinks. Now, I've been a Skimlinks fan and user for a lot of years. I used to just basically carpet bomb my site with their affiliate links. You add a snippet of code into a header or footer, I can't remember which, and it turned every link to any merchant within the Skimlinks network, which is like 20,000 merchants, into an affiliate link automatically. I don't do that anymore. And I use them more surgically and I just use, uh, you can create uh, specific links to specific, specific products with the Skimlinks uh, link creation tool. And it's very easy to find in there and it's very easy to use. And I like that because Skimlinks essentially gives me automatic access to 20,000 merchants. Now there's a lot of merchants that I have direct affiliate links and I'll use those links instead. But if I'm writing an article and I don't think I'm really going to promote a particular merchant extensively across my site, I'm not going to take the time to apply and deal with all that. I just simply just go, oh, I know they're in Skimlinks. I'll just grab a link in Skimlinks and use that. So either or, Skimlinks is a fantastic source. It's it's there's no cost to join. You just sign up and use them. And uh, I, for me, it, it's just nice to have in my arsenal for monetizing all of my niche sites. Next up, the old email sign-up redirect. Okay, now this works best with software. And again, it's if you do it right, it's not sneaky. It's actually offering a lot of value. And I've done this quite a bit over the years. And basically, what you need to do is you need to find a software option for your, for your visitors or customers. And this can work with apps, by the way, and which is really cool because apps are usually free. So some have the, the premium up, you know, the upgrade option and so forth. 
But the apps, a lot of apps don't have an affiliate program attached to them, so that might not work as well for you. But they got to have an affiliate angle to it. And the same with the, let's say, cloud software. But essentially what you would say is, you know, it has to be strong alignment. Your visitors obviously going to have to be able to use and want the software. So you would create an opt-in form that displays under your content or as a pop-up or something and say, you know, uh, check out this free software, uh, enter your email and get, get access. And then it would redirect them over to wherever that free software is or app. And then they, they get that. Now, it really needs to have a strong free component. If you say it's free, it's got to be it's got to be free. It can't be like a seven day trial. It really should be just free indefinitely. Now, if there's a premium version of it, that's fine. That's acceptable. That's where you're going to earn your commissions anyway. So when they upgrade for the premium version, so I think that's acceptable practice. This could be very, very, very effective. You don't have to be a software developer to be able to promote something that's free. Some of you might be thinking, well, I'm sending them off my site and I may not get them back again. Well, you do add them to your email list, right? So that's a huge bonus. And plus, you're sending them to a good uh, resource. Remember, anybody clicks an ad on your site or an affiliate link, they're off your site anyway. So, you know, there's certain things you're going to do that generally, if you expect to make revenue from your site, the ways to make revenue off your site is sending them off your site. The great irony of this business. Moving on, number nine, menu links. I've done this a little bit. I, I put it in here just because maybe somebody wants to try it. I wouldn't really recommend this, but you could put you know menus in our websites, especially if they float or they're sticky as people scroll down. They're very, very prominent links. So you could create a menu link in there in the horizontal top navigation bar, and one of them could be an affiliate link. You could even put in fairly enticing text like 20% uh, discount off XYZ, and they'll click it and they'll go to the merchant. Again, I don't think it's the greatest thing. I've done it. I've actually done it somewhat effectively. This is pretty far down the list of something that I would do, but it is an option and it is not done all that widely done and it can get a lot of clicks. Moving on, social media links. I don't do a whole lot of this and I'll tell you why. Because generally my niche sites are not influencer personality driven social media channels or website. All right, there's not, I'm not like, a Kardashian who is building up this huge following and people are following me and I'm an influencer and I'm a, a, the YouTuber or anything like that. That's not really what I do with my niche sites. My niche sites are generally behind a brand that the brand is the site and really going for evergreen traffic. I don't do a ton of, you know, really trending stuff and all that. So I think in order for social media uh, affiliate marketing to work really well in the social media realm is someone who has this loyal following who if you post a, a picture or a link or something and say, hey, you know, here are my new Ray-Ban sunglasses and people like it and they like to, you know, do what you're doing because you're the influencer, you could very likely generate a ton of sales and commissions. But if you're just some generic corporate branded website, you're not going to have a whole lot of influence just because you post something like that. So it really depends on the type of site you are. By all means, try it. I think some people have some decent success with Pinterest. I've, I've tried a little bit with Pinterest, never really worked all that well. I tend to just prefer using Pinterest as a way to send traffic back to my site. But anyways, affiliate marketing is available on social media. There are lots of social media platforms out there before you go ahead and start slamming affiliate links out there, you want to check with the platform that it's permissible because if it's not, they might not look too kindly upon you for doing that. Wrapping it up here, 
generally, not generally, I would say always don't mislead. Be very clear. Have your proper affiliate disclaimers on your site. The more prominent these days, the better. It doesn't hurt click-through rate. People expect it. A lot of top brand, top-tier sites have clear disclaimers at the top. You want to do that. It just, it it saves you potential legal problems. So just be clear. Don't mislead with, with, with links and, and promises and so forth. Uh, if you're going to test stuff, now I just threw out a good number of ways to add links creatively to your site. If you want to test, what I usually do is I look for a, a buyer intent article on my site that actually has pretty good traffic. And I'll do testing just on that and I'll, I'll see what's happening. Because if you don't have any traffic on a, on a particular page that you're trying to test, you're never going to get the data you need to be able to make decisions. So if you want to test whether a button versus text link work or image image links versus buttons work, get your highest traffic buyer intent page and test those things on there. And that'll help you be able to decide what is going to work very likely uh, throughout your site in terms of the affiliate marketing angle. All right, and I'll wrap it up when I mentioned this before. Affiliate links work best with buyer intent. I have majority of my content don't have a single affiliate link in there. I monetize with display ads. I definitely have buyer intent content on my sites. That's where the affiliate links go and they do the heavy lifting. Just adding affiliate links on non-buyer intent content, you might get the odd commission on there. I'm not going to say you never would, but you're not going to get the consistency and the, the, the level of revenue that you would on a solid buyer intent article. So that's where you want to reserve your affiliate marketing to for the most part. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening.